This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, 
This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone. So let's connect and heal our vibe within. I could let you have it. You could be my heaven. You could be my woman, right? I don't want you having any time at all. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. And this episode today that you're tuning into is about depression and how with the change of seasons we might be feeling some waves of depression coming through or maybe seasonal depression, nostalgic vibrations and energy from the season change. I I talk about my backstory with depression, anxiety. I also talk about how important it is to use the sauna and moving meditations and walking and jogging and what's worked for me throughout the years. Um, I went through a really, really dark phase with my depression when I was living in Los Angeles. Um, I was broke. I you know, didn't know what I was doing with my life. I was working in retail and I kind of, I dive into that, um, that time of my life, that phase of my life where I couldn't even get through a song without dreading the next moment because of how much I hated my job. So I've been there and, you know, as the years go by, I can find myself still kind of dropping back into those waves of depression. But 
each phase of our life is different. So depression might feel differently in each transition through our lives. And I just want you to know that you're not alone. So this episode is is here to help you maybe navigate through these waves of depression. And I also talk a lot about breaking bad habits and creating healthy routines and trying to get out of the toxic patterns and cycles through awareness, through movement, through breathing and meditation and being open to change and surrendering to surrendering to what is happening within and just letting the universe help us and guide us because I know how debilitating it can feel when we get stuck in in waves of depression and anxiety and panic attacks. So I feel like this episode will help you a lot just by shining light and awareness on what's what's going on over here. And, and my hopes to, to share would be that it helps you maybe freshen up and look at what's causing depression and anxiety in your life situation you know what's surrounding you who's surrounding you what energies are surrounding you the situations the the changes and the transitions um i'm i'm just you know here to share what's helped me throughout the years and you know every year is different every month is different every day we wake up is a new chance to recreate ourselves and it's definitely challenging when we fall victim to depression and anxiety so yeah I hope this episode resonates with you subscribe rate review if you want to support the podcast in any way those are the best ways to everything's in the show notes if you want to contact me Um, so let's get right into the sponsor and the episode enjoy This episode is sponsored by Tonic Vibes CBD. Tonic offers CBD blends that use organic sun-grown hemp flower from their family-run farm in upstate New York. Their original formulations were first developed by Tonic's founder, Brittany Carbone, to help manage her own anxiety and depression that she was suffering with herself. Combining plant-based ingredients like ashwagandha, black seed oil, lemon balm, and passion flower, Their soulfully crafted botanicals work with the CBD to restore our body's essential balance. The magic is in the love and intention that goes into each of their products from seed to shelf. And I have personally been using their tinctures for almost two years now. It's one of the first companies that I actually reached out to and was super interested in their company because I love their marketing, I love their Instagram, I am obsessed with all that obviously since I went to school for that Um, and I loved how they were packaging their stuff, it has a really um, light vibe when I look at their Instagram and it's female owned, it's a family owned small company uh, and it's just amazing. It's one of my top tincture companies that I work with and my favorite tinctures are the OG tincture, the tonic OG that has ashwagandha in it, black seed oil, tastes so good. Um, It's more of an awakening, uplifting tincture. I like to take it in the morning and then I love their chill one which is 
not as sweet. Um, it has the passion flower and lemon balm in it still, but it's more of a nighttime tincture. And of course, you can take these during the day as well and in the morning, but that's just how I do it. And I love their tinctures so much. They also do little roll-on topicals and they are doing CBD flower as well. So I really recommend getting into Tonic as it's one of my favorite companies. Obviously, I have them sponsoring the podcast and I love them so much. So if you want to check out tonicvibes.com, you can go purchase anything from their website and use discount code gypsylove for a discount at checkout. That's tonicvibes.com and you can use discount code gypsylove, G-Y-P-S-Y-L-O-V-E for a discount at checkout. So recently I have been feeling like I've been getting a little bit caught up in these waves of depression and as I'm recording this episode, I'm smoking a CBD flower spliff, so if you hear me take a puff, don't worry about it. Um, I'm smoking Blue Ridge Hemp Company's CBD flower, it's amazing. Um, So I was inspired to record this episode today because of these waves of depression and I know that I'm not alone because I have several people that I check in with daily who are within the spiritual community, um, who are tarot readers and spiritual people, yoga teachers, um, just people who I check in with each week, each day, and the collective is going through a very kind of somewhat heavy transformation with Saturn is going retrograde um, with the season change, with everything. So you're not alone. And I just really wanted to share with you that I, I too suffer with waves of intense depression. And when it happens, I kind of have to, to step back and look at my life and my habits and my lifestyle from a larger lens and understand that something obviously is out of alignment and in order for me to kind of snap out of the depression wave uh, changes need to be made so I was inspired a lot by Rhonda Patrick Dr. Rhonda Patrick if you haven't listened to her podcast um, found my fitness podcast she talks a lot about reversing depression through movement and cardio and sauna and if you follow me on Instagram you know all three of those things are my staples when it comes to living a fulfilling and energetic and content life. Uh, If I go a few days without moving and using the sauna, I can feel very stuck in my body and sometimes my autoimmune symptoms will um, rise up and I'll have flare-ups. So I really try to stick to those three things, cardio, sauna, running, jogging, any type of moving meditation. And I really recommend you going and listening to her episode all about this because she really puts in scientific facts and studies and her podcast episodes are just huge bursts of information that I think all of you guys would benefit listening to because I know a lot of you guys do use the sauna and are into running and it will just really give you uh, an overall sense of knowledge of what it really does to the body on a 
biology level and on a mental level and a physical healing level. So I'll put that in the show notes for you guys. But um, I I just want to share with you guys what has worked for me and and my backstory with depression a little bit and through the years and, and how I've gotten through the dark phases and shifts that we can all feel at different times of our lives. You know, our current surroundings and the situations in our lives can manifest into our psyche as depression or low self-worth or guilt or shame, anxiety. We all know this. Um, the power of thought can manifest into our bodies. So our habits and our lifestyle and our routines can obviously uh, help us navigate through some of these darker transitions that maybe you are experiencing as well. And the big theme of my life right now is breaking bad habits, creating new healthy qualities and, and new habits that are going to uplift me and make me feel like I can break away from a pattern or a toxic cycle that is not serving me and it's easier said than done because it takes repetition it takes willpower it takes drive to break out of patterns that maybe we've been dealing with for decades Um, I'll be super straightforward with you guys Um, I've been dealing with a really bad habit of night eating and I I truly do blame um, my upbringing for it, uh, my, the way that I was conditioned. Um, I grew up uh, dancing. I danced for 10 years of my life, and I remember the, the days were very, very packed full of, of, of productivity. I would go to school from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. I would just rush and get a snack. Eating was very rushed. I felt like it was just rushed all the time. And I think that that also has to do with a lot of the um, orthorexia and kind of disordered eating habits that I've that I've that have come along with that. And and through my dance career for about 10, 10 years or so, um, I always felt like eating was rushed and never enjoyed. And so when I would get out of dance, um, you know, after that 12-hour day with going to school and then going to dance and then getting picked up from my parents at the dance studio, uh, dinner always felt rushed. Um, it didn't ever feel enjoyable. And I feel like that constant way of living has kind of been ingrained into who I am today. So I tend to eat and snack at night a lot because that's how I was conditioned. So right now, I'm trying to fix my circadian rhythm, my sleeping and eating schedule. I want to wake up earlier. So maybe you guys are, are going through some of these these changes and these desires to, to um, bring healthier habits into your life. I'm trying to live more Ayurvedically in a way of eating and living, more sleep, better workouts, more energy, spending more time outside, more movement, and more deep breathing and meditation. And some days I don't want to just sit down and be still and meditate. Like just some days that's just how it is. So running and jogging is my gateway drug right now to meditation and deep breathing because jogging and running and and movement of any kind is a moving meditation and it forces you to really establish a deep connection to the way that you're breathing and the way that we're breathing ultimately 
transmutes into how we're feeling physically, emotionally, clarity, everything. So like I said, today I woke up at 1 p.m., not proud, but even though I got a late start to the day, I tried not to let my subconscious mind put myself in a hole full of you know low self-worth or guilt. So I decided to get up, get out of my comfort zone, and run errands, but I put on my running stuff, and I ran to the post office, so I used that extra time to go to take that five or ten minute run to the post office, and already I started feeling better. I took a different way in the neighborhood. I found a new coffee shop. So in order for us to snap out of some of these dark days that we wake up, maybe we feel very heavy or sluggish or brain foggy, um, it requires a snapping out of it. It requires a ripping off of the Band-Aid and just forcing ourselves to kind of do the thing, get up and go. just just do it you know and transforming a new habit through getting out of our comfort zone and trying new things that's a huge huge staple when it comes to creating a new habit because new isn't going to come through a comfort zone phase and new things are going to create a stigmatic shift in our minds because our minds are so used to running the same route or doing the same things or living the same routine we're we're living in autopilot and we think that we think that that kind of routine is serving a purpose but sometimes we can feel stuck and we don't realize how many amazing things are around us that we haven't even seen because we're so stuck in this comfort zone and it's getting us nowhere so i took a new route on my run ran to the post office, realized that this neighborhood that I live in right now, um, I'm still new to this neighborhood in Philly, and I love it. Every every street that I find is like a, a new little treasure, and finding new routes to run is like giving me a new sense of freedom instead of just limiting myself to running on the same route. It can get really boring, and that alone can really take us away from these healthier habits because if we're just feeling bored or we're not feeling into it then you know we need to switch it up constantly and I personally went into my run or jog with no expectations because I honestly felt like fucking shit I was tired I didn't want to go for a run because my brain fog has been quite honestly debilitating I feel sometimes I feel like I am just like a bit slow like my brain is just it's just not all there like it's it's terrifying at times um and I I sort of have to catapult myself into my running clothes and deny access to overthinking or rationalizing reasons for me not to go on a run I have to I have to override all of that and just go and just getting through that first initial hump to like when you step on your mat sometimes you have the worst day and the last thing you want to do is go to a yoga class and have to be present for an hour because you just have so many things you have to accomplish but what we don't realize is that stepping on the mat and cleaning out the chaos and the emotional cobwebs if you will um, that's what's actually going to help us get through the the things and the to-do lists and the chaos in a more graceful way so as i was 
running and jogging, um, I just got through that first initial cardio hump and then I literally felt the shift occur in my mind where I was like oh okay like I feel great I'm, I'm getting my my blood flowing like I feel awesome I'm so glad I came out here I'm so glad I'm in the sun I'm so glad that I'm breathing I'm so glad that you know I'm that I'm taking advantage of this day and I'm I'm reclaiming my power so when you have a day that you just feel so down and and sluggish that is actually the perfect cue that you need sun and movement. So that's your body telling you that you need some kind of force to to get you out of that hole. So whatever kind of movement it is, dance, walking, jogging, walking your dog, like whatever the hell it is, just try to move and breathe deep. Especially in the morning, when we're sleeping, we're not taking deep breaths. Our body is just breathing on its own because that's what it does to survive. And the breaths are shallow and short. So when you wake up in the morning and you feel this brain fog, the best thing that that you can do that works for me is literally just taking deep breaths in bed. Sometimes I like to put a pillow underneath my upper back and create kind of a heart bench with my pillow and take you know three to ten deep inhales and long exhales so that kind of reprograms the body coming out of that seven eight hours of sleep of shallow breathing now we need to let the body know and signal to the body like listen it's time to wake up it's time to bring this life force into our body and to start really feeling clear because Without deep breaths, we're going to feel very stuck and stagnant and and cloudy and brain fog. So that's my recommendation. Um, so as I was moving and, and meditating and jogging and whatnot, I began getting the drive and the motivation to record this very episode. And let me tell you, this week uh, or last week and this week have been pretty uh, low on the creative endeavor for me. I haven't been recording. I I have a bunch of episodes already pre-recorded and I I try to do that when I feel when I feel a creative spurt happen. I try to record as many episodes as I can because then I don't know when I'm going to kind of get in a, a silent mood where I'm not in the mood to talk and I'm not in the mood to record. So I take advantage of that and Let me tell you, once I start moving, that's when I start getting these creative juices flowing and I get the drive and the motivation to create. So I was listening to the Rich Rule podcast. Um, The episode I was listening to was all about changing habits and why habits are the, the catalyst of living a fulfilling life. And I'll try to link that in the show notes for you guys as well. Um, And it really just got me totally present and realizing like that's what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to swap out these bad habits for new habits. And if you're in the same boat, it can be very challenging. Like one day it'll be super easy. The next day it's it's debilitating and it's hard to to stay on top of these new habits. Um, You know, for example, the other night I barely slept. I had panic attacks throughout the night, I insomnia, and I didn't sleep well at all, so that made it really challenging 
the next day to stick to the good habits. So the next day, um, I didn't go for a jog, but I used the sauna. So I gave myself a break and I listened to my body and I, I met myself halfway. That's what we have to do sometimes. Um, movement is moving meditation. So if you're not a big meditator to sit on your pillow and, and do all that, any type of movement is snapping your mind into your body and your surroundings and it forces you to be present. So no matter what type of movement it is, you're meditating because breath is key to continuing moving, right? And when you're running, we are, we're changing the lung capacity to expand and take in more prana, which means more oxygen, life force, which means more clarity and focus and more circulation and blood flow to the brain. So when runners or joggers explain that runner's high, it's the same high that people get from meditating because it's literally coming from the breath. It's not so much, oh wow, I feel so naturally high because I ran three miles and my legs just feel great. Like, no, it's not that. It's the fact that we are taking ourselves out of the scenario that we're in. We are moving energy and circulating new energy through our body and we are cleansing our body by running by sweating by moving we're actually circulating old energy that needs to be used up so that's where the running comes in and then the breath is circulating fresh energy fresh thought and this can lead to a more happy light way of thinking and feeling and being so when we're moving and meditating and breathing, the mind doesn't have a chance to focus on negativity because the body is in movement mode. The body is focused on breathing to keep the momentum going. And through movement and breath, we are circulating those toxic thoughts and the brain fog is swapping out with clarity and higher vibrations. So... It only makes sense um, that yogis and runners are very, very similar with that habit and how it makes them feel naturally high. I like to share this kind of stuff with you guys because I'm not a professional runner. When I'm running, there are times where I'm like, wow, I probably I look crazy right now. My form is probably not right, but whatever, it doesn't matter. And I share the struggle of autoimmune symptoms and brain fog and the quest to become a runner because if I can somehow get myself out of the dark emotional holes that I find myself in pretty recently each day, um, but I get myself out of them, you can too. Believe me, like there are days where I feel like my body is just attacking itself and um, it's, it's terrifying sometimes. When you don't have the energy to clean your room, you don't have the energy to to walk to the grocery store. Like it's it's really challenging to create better habits when we are physically not doing so well. But in order for us to bring in these new habits, we have to meet ourselves halfway and we have to rip off that band-aid. We have to get out of our comfort zone or else we're gonna be stuck. So I'd like to share with you guys a little bit of, of my depression story. Um, I feel like all throughout 
middle school and high school, I suffered with depression. Um, my parents got divorced at an early age for me. And um, my childhood and adolescence was the, the way that I look at it now after being super into human development and bettering myself and healing trauma and trying not to limit myself with my past, I do have the understanding and the awareness that the way that I was raised and conditioned, I, I sort of felt like I was being lied to a lot. There were a lot of secrets. I never felt grounded or safe, especially after the divorce of my parents because we were moving a lot. My mom um, was always struggling financially, and that was a very ungrounding situation because I, I felt I felt for her, and I, I knew that something just wasn't quite right. Like, we were always struggling, and it was always, you know... Uh, a low vibration even though my my mom was the best mom ever that she could ever be she's awesome um, depression definitely is genetic and I feel like depression goes back in my my family for decade for not decades sorry generations um, I think it goes back hundreds of years um, so and I'm not the only one that suffers with depression a lot of my cousins suffer with it and, and anxiety so I know that it's genetic um, and it's followed me throughout high school and college but in spurts so after I was put on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications all throughout high school something clicked within me I think when I was in like junior year senior year like I don't want this I don't want to be on this medication anymore and I remember vividly when I made the decision to stop taking Effexor, it was Effexor, and I've been on, you name it, I was on it. Um, I decided that I wanted to take myself off of it, so I started weaning myself off of it, and I remember having these weird, shaky, um, kind of like, panic attacks but not really it was kind of like a tick and I couldn't leave bed I, I remember all I all I could eat was like hard candies and I, I didn't have any appetite I felt sick I felt dizzy I felt it was it was a full-blown withdrawal and after that I said I'm not going to be on antidepressants ever again um, I did go through a phase throughout college that I was on Xanax for panic attacks and what have you but now I'm, I'm not on any of that stuff what helps me obviously is CBD and Kratom those are the two quote-unquote substances even though they're natural they're from plants um, that help me personally in my depression journey um, I will take Kratom each day I'll take powders I use Cali Botanicals powders um, and black market. So I'll try to link that in the show notes as well. Um, you can use a discount code for the Cali Botanicals. They don't have an Instagram. Um, they only have a website and it's California Botanicals. You can use discount code Gypsy Love um, if you are looking for Kratom. It definitely helps me with, with energy levels and depression and focus and clarity. And I take it before I teach. It gives me this, this little bolt of clear and clean energy um, but anyway back to what I was saying um, with depression spurts so 
when I got into college, yeah, I did suffer a little bit with spurts of depression, but I think that my alcohol and drug use kind of masked that for a while. And although I did know that I was still suffering with depression, I was drinking and doing drugs on the regular, so I don't really consider that time of my life to be a very aware awareness or mindful time. Then um, when I moved to Los Angeles, I obviously, yes, was still suffering with depression. I had gotten, I'd gone through a really difficult breakup and then I lost one of my best friends from college due to an accident. So when he passed away, that, that really settled in and I, I, I started to feel the depression come in and obviously a time of grieving is, is going to be a depressive state, but I was working in retail. Um, basically, my entire four years that I lived in Los Angeles, that's when the depression started to come back because that's when I stopped doing drugs so much. I mean, I did have a partying phase when I got to LA, don't get me wrong, but then I got into yoga then my friend passed away, then I got even more into yoga, and then I did my teacher training, and I realized that depression was um, something that I was dealing with, but before I even did my teacher training, sorry to bring you a little bit back, um, working retail jobs was what I was so used to doing. I went to school for fashion merchandising, and I was with a degree and I moved to LA and all I could find were retail jobs and assistant manager jobs and what have you and I I felt very confused because I knew that that's not what I was meant to do at all and it was actually feeding my depression and when you have depression it's it's different for everybody but living in the present moment is painful it stings because you're not happy so living in the present moment is almost torturous and I couldn't wait to get out of my retail job and I couldn't wait to just go and do yoga because I knew that the feeling that I got after doing hot yoga would totally wipe away my day full of depression and my depression was getting so bad that I couldn't even get through a song in my retail job it was challenging for me to get through the playlist of songs that was on repeat because that's how depressed I was and that's how miserable I was and I was like oh my god this song is probably three minutes I can't wait to get out of here and the day would drag it would go by so slow because I was just deep into the the dirty low vibration miserable depressive state and then once I got into the this new habit of hot yoga and going every night and making that my routine after my day of hating my job I would go and and cleanse and do hot yoga and it was like my my newfound medicine natural medicine to heal my depression and when I realized like the only time of the day that I'm excited for is hot yoga and that's when I feel my best and that's when I feel like my my highest version of myself that's when I realized that I need to do yoga teacher training and then my life just changed from there because I was more receptive and more open to allowing myself to feeling good instead of 
digging myself in a hole in jobs that were making me feel like shit and I wasn't getting paid anything really. So, you know, obviously it's a process to get yourself out of a depressive state, but gravitating towards what actually makes you have a speck more of happiness or makes you feel heard and seen and anything. It could just be sitting outside and reading in the sun. It could just be taking a drive and listening to your favorite album. We don't have to do these crazy changes in our habits and go work out for five hours and and you know change the way that we eat overnight but it's little baby steps and small victories that are going to eventually add up and help us get better in in a better alignment of of what's nourishing our souls job career-wise relationships um and it's challenging to to navigate ourselves out of a depressive state, especially when we don't have a lot of people around us who we can talk to. For me, changing my habits has been a very lonely journey because as someone who has suffered with overusing of drugs and alcohol and numbing myself through those types of things, in order for me to swap out those habits when when I needed to, that also comes with needing to find a new tribe and needing to find healthier relationships and connections around us. And sometimes that means that when we're stepping away from a bad habit, we lose friends, we lose people who were in the forefront of our lives who um, we just grow apart from and there's nothing wrong with that but when we find ourselves in a depressive phase we have to ask ourselves and step back from our lives and look at it in a bigger lens who's around us what's around us what habits and toxic cycles are feeding my depression what little baby steps can we do to start fixing and healing and you know construction when you see a big construction site that shit's not done overnight Okay, they do a little bit each day and, you know, they might they might make a huge dent one day and the person walking down the street might be like, oh, my God, they've been working on this forever. They haven't gotten anything done. But the construction workers are like, oh, my God, we got so much done today. We, we made a huge dent on this. We were constructing this. So stay true to yourself and understand that it it requires small victories and baby steps and honoring ourselves and having you know being proud of ourselves it's not easy to get through depression and anxiety and we have to talk to ourselves with more compassion and kindness um, in order for us to get out of it because if we're bullying ourselves there's times where i'm i'm living in this depressive state sometimes and I wake up and I'm like I don't feel like being bullied today I don't feel like being bullied today and and that's me talking to myself like listen Gab I don't feel like being bullied today so fucking step off let me live my life let me just stop talking to me stop judging me stop belittling me we have to separate 
the negativity mind and the way that we talk to ourselves in that sense and really, really practice talking to ourselves better. And that's going to help us find that gratitude in the small steps and the small victories and the getting outside and the moving and the breathing and clearing out toxic relationships and making these steps to creating better habits and living a healthier life and ultimately feeling our best happiest selves so i really hope that what i'm sharing resonates with you and gives you a sense of motivation and clarity because i've lived it i've lived in these deep deep depressive holes there have been days where i didn't know how i was going to get through the day like i said there have been five minutes where I didn't know how I was going to get through that song. It's like very, very painful stuff. And I talk about this stuff because I'm an example for you. And I hope that I can be an expander for you because um, I know how it feels and you're not alone. And if I can get through some of the darkest, deepest, most fucked up emotional states of my life, I know that you can too. I really know that you can. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to that episode of The Vibe Within. I really genuinely just want to say thank you for tuning in and being part of this movement. And if you ever need inspiration, you know, follow me on Instagram. I'm always posting about movement and meditation and sauna use and Now that you've heard a little bit of of my backstory with depression and and all that kind of stuff, maybe you can resonate with me a little bit more. I am here for you. You're not alone. No matter what you're going through, there is hundreds of thousands of people going through that same thing, maybe in a different way, a different angle, but yeah. If you'd like to support this podcast, please rate. You can review. You can write me a review on iTunes and subscribe. Please share this episode with someone in your life who really needs to hear this. Maybe it would benefit them. Um, You guys are what helps my podcast thrive and move up the charts so that more people can hear it. Um, I'm all about just trying to help people feel not so alone through this journey of healing and whatnot. So rate, review, subscribe. Thank you so much for your energy and for your support. I love you guys and I hope you enjoyed this song. Have a good rest of your day, evening, week. Much love. I could let you have it. You could be my heaven. You could be my woman, right? I don't want you having time I don't. You're listening to I could let you have it You could be my heaven You could be my woman, right? I don't want you having Anytime I know
You always hit on the nose, but never know how you could know. But treat me like a, treat me, treat me like a. I don't know the half. Why would you want a? What? Treat me like the queen. Slap your knees like you're being laughing. I could let you have it. You could be my habit. You could be my woman, right? I don't want you having anytime I know. I could let you have it. You could be my.